Hello everyone, this is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. We just completed a wonderful month with our yoga teacher training students. I've been doing these trainings for 20 years now, and I enjoyed this one so much. Our students were from five different countries as well as a variety of backgrounds and ages. The diversity of the group really encouraged a deep exploration of self in the light of Ayurveda and yoga. As we studied the principles of these sciences, including the yamas and niyamas, we set about establishing a new foundation for life. In our sessions, one of the things we kept coming back to was the importance of knowing yourself well enough to let go of the old stories and step into our truth. Self-knowledge is the same as self-honesty. This is the yama of satya. Satya has so many layers. Most of us think of ourselves as honest. I don't steal from my neighbor or anyone else, therefore I'm honest. But there's more to it than what we might think. Satya is not just how we conduct ourselves in the world. Perhaps an even more important consideration is to practice satya on the inside. Self-honesty. The Bhagavad Gita, one of the foundational texts of yoga, invites us to be honest with ourselves as we look at the underlying motives for our actions. But first, we need to recognize the law of karma, or cause and effect. Understanding and recognizing that all of our actions have a result or consequence. And understanding this is something that brings us to self-honesty. We can see that it's easy to lie to ourselves if we don't want to look at the results of our actions. So then what inspires us to act? What shapes our goals? Most of us have been raised and programmed to look outside of ourselves for our answers in life. Whether it's our parents, the internet, books, or what our friends are saying and doing. Everything we're exposed to becomes an imprint in us and makes an impression. It's called a samskara in yoga. Then we take things on as our truths, meaning we hang on to those impressions, often without intending to or just unconsciously. And then we continue to experience life through them. The ideas that we're exposed to and take on become our beliefs. And consider that beliefs are just decisions that we make. I like this. I don't like that. I believe this. I don't believe that. The beliefs shape our perception and how we experience each moment of each day. So we aren't necessarily living our truth. Rather, we're living according to some ideal we've created as a result of outside influences. And then we keep trying to make it our truth. And when it isn't, This creates resistance within us. The impressions that we collect, our our memories, they often result in negative beliefs about ourselves and our view of life. So we carry around negative expectations, fear of failure, fear of not being enough, fear of things not working out, fear of not being perfect. Then life keeps giving us opportunities to validate those negative beliefs. When we consciously become aware of how we're perceiving the world, we can decide to be willing to change. 
Otherwise, nothing will change. That decision is very important. As we step back and take a look at ourselves, we can see what and how we're thinking isn't working for us. We can see that these beliefs might work for someone else, but not for us. And when we're honest with ourselves, Satya, about the source of our beliefs, and we recognize our patterns, then we can consciously make the change and let go of the negative beliefs. Then life brings us different opportunities. And many of us adults are moving through life with decisions and beliefs we established as young children based on impressions that happened early on or maybe even from previous lives. But with yoga and Ayurveda, we can move past these patterns. One of our students grew up in an alcoholic home with a violent father. Her attitude was sarcastic and critical and skeptical, especially about men. As an adult, anytime something out of the ordinary happened, she would go into survival mode, moving fast, heart rate goes up, aggressive actions to anything around her. After years of 12-step recovery, yoga and Ayurveda practices as well, she has a totally new view of the world. Her life experiences are very different today. Another example, in my early life, I only had a very limited diet, mostly boiled chicken, potatoes, and canned peas or corn. I didn't like beef, and uh, I particularly didn't like luncheon meat. I felt sick even at the smell of it. But my family ate this really often, and I was ridiculed for being a picky eater. So I thought there was something wrong with me that I couldn't digest that food and I didn't like it. And it wasn't until I came to yoga and Ayurveda that I could clear that impression or samskara by understanding that I had, I had weak acne, my digestive fire, and that was why I had trouble digesting those things. I actually had a good body, as most of us do. And it would tell me very quickly when something was not good to eat. Have you noticed how many of us will see the body as the problem, even when we chose to eat the food that was bad or food that we know doesn't agree with us? The body really is just doing what it's designed to do, which is to reject things that bring harm to it. Sometimes we remember the original impression or experience, and sometimes not, and it doesn't matter. The important thing to recognize is that these impressions have nothing to do with what's happening today and that we can choose to move beyond them and be present. The practice of satya invites us to go to these deepest layers within us to release what blocks us from our truth. It involves letting go of old beliefs about ourselves and our past. And it's not necessarily about forming new beliefs. Consider that beliefs can be limiting and that the fewer we have, the more open we can be to what life has to offer. Fewer beliefs means we may feel like we know less. And the lower part of our ego, the ahamkara, doesn't like this much. One of the things that we work on in all of our trainings is looking at life each day with a fresh perspective. This means observing and experiencing what is and appreciating it for what it is without referencing something in our past. 
whether it's our yoga practice or how we interact with nature or our family and friends, there's great joy in treating each moment like it's brand new without the filter of past experience. So I can observe the beauty of the color and textures of the vegetables I'm about to cook instead of thinking about how they looked the last time I had them. Or I could notice how my child's eyes are so bright today rather than referencing how they were last week. My dog is perky and his coat is so shiny rather than my dog's coat looked so dull for so long. My friend is so enthusiastic about her new opportunities in life. She's glowing and saying that rather than she looks just like she did when she decided to get married. Because in that moment, I'm not present anymore. You might be saying to yourself, well, that's all I have is my experience and my memories. Yes, experience is valid and it certainly shapes us. Our experience produces desire, which is what gets us moving in life. But what if we approach each day with the freshness of a healthy young child? Try it out and see what happens. Leave out all comparisons and references to the past. You'll see colors get brighter, details become more interesting, and life starts taking on a new aura and flavor. We experience the rich subtleties of life. Satya at this level is really necessary to take the practice of ahimsa or nonviolence to its greatest realization. And all of this will bring us deep joy and peaceful living. Let's do an exercise to release incorrect beliefs about ourselves. Bring your attention into the center of your head this place that is totally for you. Create a rose out in front of you and use it like a cosmic broom to clean out the center of your head. And don't worry if you don't see anything, just imagine it. And let that rose clean out any worries, thinking about what I've talked about so far or what you're having for lunch. Then put the rose out in front of you and destroy the rose. And you can toss a little bomb at it or light a match and dissolve it completely. It's just energy. Let it move. Now create another rose and use that rose to collect up all those negative beliefs about yourself. And allow that rose to also collect up anyone else's beliefs you may be carrying about yourself. Maybe from parents or teachers or friends. Then put the rose out in front and destroy the rose. Now take a few deep breaths. Relax inside. And be willing to let go of any other harshness or lack of forgiveness you hold against yourself. You could think of flushing it down your grounding cord, right to the center of the planet, and let it just get recycled from there. And now just create a gold sun over your head. And you'll use this gold sun to replenish yourself and to fill in the space where you've let go of things. And let's put into that gold sun the energy of acceptance and forgiveness, gentleness, clarity, 
self-love and love of the divine. Pop a hole in the gold sun and allow bright gold, high vibration energy to pour in through the top of your head, soothing and bathing all the cells of your body. Filling your grounding cord and filling your aura. And let yourself be fully filled up. And then open your eyes slowly and enjoy the new lightness in your being. What we do each day is what we're practicing. Make sure you're pointed in the direction you want to go and be totally honest with yourself, moment by moment, and you'll experience great expansion in life. Thanks for listening. I'll be in Australia May 16th to June 8th for workshops and consultations. I hope to see you there. And as a reminder, we offer trainings, clinical, professional, and personal mentoring, and Ayurvedic health consultations that can guide you along your journey to vibrant living. If you're ready to take the next step, visit halepule.com. That's H-A-L-E-P-U-L-E.com. Many blessings. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halepule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.